Welcome to the Intern Whisperer Live, the show all about internships and how to survive them. This is Abby. This is Khalil. This is Isabella. And our show tonight features an amazing academic partner, Nell Thompson, Vice President of Academic Innovation at Full Sail University. And I want to remind our listeners that they can listen to us live on the air. Uh, they can also listen to us live on Facebook, but you can call us on the air, and it's 407-582-2906, and you can chat with with us through our Facebook Live on Interim Pursuits. All right, thank you. Coming up this episode of the Interim Whisperer Live, the Full Sail Spotlight, hashtag What I Learned Stories, Great Leaders That Inspire Us, introducing hashtag Employers for Change Promotion, the Interim Pursuit Game Coloring Page Promotion, (laughs) and the Wild Card Wednesday Topic. Okay, so how do people find us? You can find us on Pivot Business Consulting on Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, and Instagram. You can find Interim Pursuit on Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, and Instagram. You can also find the Interim Pursuit game on Facebook and Twitter. And you can listen to us live on MixLR.com forward slash Valencia College Radio and follow the Intern Whisperer. Again, watching us live on Facebook, Interim Pursuit, and you can call us live on the air, 407-582-2906, and chat with us online. Wait, don't go to the sponsor announcement. Forgot to say. So we want everybody to know that our special hashtag is Full Sail University. If you want to get a coloring page for our game and an autographed set of <laughs> crayons from all of our TV, per- I mean, our radio personalities. So yay. <laughs> had to make sure I said that. We'll say it again later. Okay, now. All right, our first sponsor today is the Florida Patient Association, whose mission is to bring support and services to patients in the state of Florida. If you have not received the help and support you need from an injury in the healthcare industry, contact Florida Patient Association for guidance on your rights. Thank you, Florida Patient Association, for sponsoring the Injury and Whisper Live. So tonight's guest is Nell Thompson. She is the Vice President of Academic Innovation at Full Sail University. She was also a panelist on the TEDx Orlando's Education Salon event that addressed the intersection of innovation and education. So we're going to be having our conversation with Nell. And Nell, we'd like to welcome you to the show. Thank you, everyone. (laughs) What an amazing uh, concept for a show. I'm very happy to be here love what you guys talk about and discuss. Mm-hmm. I find the topics are enlightening. Yeah, glad to oh, have you. Cool. So thank you. Yeah. Uh, as Isabella mentioned, I am the Vice President of Academic Innovation for Full Sail. Yeah. Uh, we have been around for 29 years, going on 30. Wow. Uh, I've been there 22 of them. Uh, and I'm also a 1996 recording arts graduate, so I graduated from Full Sail. Oh, recording arts like in radio. I know, I said. Oh. The first thing I mentioned is the microphones when yeah. I walked in here. So... Uh, I always love to see gear. I always feel at home when I see this. (laughs) Always happy. We actually have headsets, but we don't have enough headsets, so we just go up. That's okay. We've progressed on from Yeah, we don't need But they do look cool. They do. You do look official when you wear them. They give a certain aesthetic to the radio. They do. You do look that way. And when I was on radio very early in, in college, believe me, we wore a lot of different gear. Where did you go to college? College of Charleston for mm-hmm. many years, and then I found Full Sail. At the time, I didn't really, uh, I was very passionate about music and films and sound design. I think everyone loves Star Wars, and so I was trying to find a school that kind of did all of that in audio post production and really didn't 
understand even where to go. I, I didn't want to go to film school because my specific passion was sound design. So I was lucky enough to, I was an RA at a, a college of Charleston and one of my friends brought down the uh, catalog for full sale and I was like, what is this place? Do you guys know what an RA is? I was about to ask. Okay. Resident, Resident assistant, assistant yeah. right? Yeah, We're that. the ones that sign you in when you're trying to get into a yeah. Uh, dorm. God, yeah, that's what I assumed, but I wasn't That's right, you're yeah. right. Number and uh, she was like, all you do all night is listen to soundtracks. And so this is when Breakfast Club and Ooh, Pretty nice. in Pink and War too. Games and my favorite is Blade Runner. It's oh, my all-time favorite movie less. and soundtrack. Oh, well. So yeah, uh, very passionate about it. But at being uh, a female in Charleston was not a uh, super fit to the... Uh, I was lucky my father is a film professor. And so oh, I was wow. able to have a lot of influence on the film side. But it's sort of the sound side. He was kind of like, I have no idea where to tell you to go. So I found uh, this school in Winter Park, Florida and came. And then I was able to finish my degree uh, and it really kind of changed my life. The thing that I think always stood out when I was a student was it was completely hands-on learning. Mm -hmm. So okay. it was kinesthetic. I was in labs. I was shooting uh, sound effects. I was mixing them. It was like no other place that I had ever kind of been to because it really was exploring learning in a different way for me. Mm -hmm. And uh, it wasn't um, necessarily traditional academics, but I was with professionals that yeah. had done it. So very influential, big mentors for me, which really helped me in my career. And then I went on to work for Nickelodeon and Disney oh, and wow. worked on uh, two. Okay, I did not see that on your LinkedIn. Well, you know, that's, uh, that is so, you know, that was so long ago. It's 98, 99. Oh, I get it. Yeah. Yeah. But that's where, when I think of internships, that's really where I get my, my probably, I was an intern at uh, Disney, I was an intern at Nickelodeon. I worked on a show called Keenan and Kel. Oh, my and goodness. Shelby yeah. Wu. Uh, that's going to nope. date. You won't know nope. that. They're, nope. they're way I too young. Way too, way too life. young. Yeah. Way too young. And then I worked on a pilot at, with Jim Henson's production company at oh, wow, really? um, Disney. So I was really lucky early on. And then I came back and worked at Full Sail. I ended up finishing my uh, one of my degrees at Rollins in humanities. And then I went on uh, to get my master's in instructional design. And so I kind of migrated into sort of that world of instructional and how you take film and video and sound and make it educational. So I will tell you... Um I remember when Full Sail was just like hardly anything. It was the smallest school. And I used to teach a public classroom. I was an English teacher, and I taught middle and high school. I don't know if you guys know that or not. <laughs> I was the prom sponsor at Lake Mary High School. And so my job there was to um, raise money for the prom. Fun <laughs> fact is that uh, a prom costs more than the first year's teaching salary. Wow. So that's sad. Um, at that wow. time, that's like 20-something years ago, um, 24, the cost of a prom was $45,000. Wow. That's a lot that of money. Ridiculous, because right. we go to hotels, and we have to have them catered and do all of this ice sculptures and bands Jeez. and oh, yeah. everything. It's like a wedding. It is. I can graduate so, from wedding. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so. yeah, I know, but, you know, and we sold tickets, but... My fundraiser was something called Battle of the Bands. And I went to Full Sail mm. when they were just opening. And they still do this as a fundraiser at Lake Mary. Um, and I asked Full Sail, would you all come and judge our bands? Ah. And would you be able to donate the ability for the band to cut a demo in your studio? And they said yes. Oh, yeah. 
And so that is where I first Aww. got introduced to Full Sail. Everyone has, locally, everyone has that story about yeah. Full Sail. When, when I went there, it was about 300 students. It was about 200, uh, 300 students, two degrees. Okay. And now we're at 16,000 students and over 47 schools. So I saw a statistic that said Full Sail is the fifth largest um, university in the world. <laughs> in the space of game design, I don't know. We are in true. game design, that yeah. is for sure. Yeah, yeah. we uh, we've exploded, and that is our biggest merging school division by far mm -hmm. is the game schools, it, and yeah. it's in every flavor. If I'm not mistaken, it's a pretty decently new program, correct? Uh, uh, gaming's been around for several years. We've just full sale? at full sale. Okay. It's just oh, done. Yeah. You know, we do development, design. Mm. You know, we we have a simulation and visualization school. We have a software development school. So. Gaming is kind of migrated all over yeah. the place depending okay. on what application you're going for. But the gaming school has been established for a while. You know, it is it's merging every day in terms of the needs of it. I mean, esports is a massive um, area that yeah. we're merging into as well. So every day there is a different um, thing that is developing in that And the profession. most important thing is that um, in the VR space, mm -hmm. it is not just entertainment. We have the ITSEC conference. Ah, yes. Yeah. And that's simulation and that's defense and that's in healthcare yeah. and in a lot of industries that people don't know about. Military uses tremendous of amount gaming. of sim. Yeah, yeah, VR. And also in training and like training on the job. So when Lots I, of internships in those oh areas. Oh my gosh, yeah. <laughs> and I tell students um, and even with my own game team, I said, so we can actually produce some games that can oh, yeah. be around onboarding. Like I saw this really great game. It was at the ITSEC conference, and they were using it in healthcare. It was for the nursing uh, mm -hmm. ER unit, and it was a crash cart. And they said, you have 30 seconds. <laughs> How many of the instruments can you name in 30 seconds? You get to look at it, and then boom, it's gone, and you have to list them all. And so that's just a training tool. I mean, oh, yeah. that's a really great example of how gaming is used in the workplace, and it doesn't have to be for entertainment. No, gamification well, is everywhere. Yeah. I mean, everybody is trying to leverage uh, that type of psychology, mm -hmm. whether it's in corporate training, whether it's in education, whether mm -hmm. it's, I mean, it, it definitely speaks to this generation in spades of understanding a lot more. For us, it was experience. competing for the gold star, you know, yeah. it's kind of like, but now it's much cooler, I think, yeah. so. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely yeah. something that's in demand. Yeah. And so when I talk with students, I say, you shouldn't think about gaming as just entertainment. Oh, no, no. You need to think about it in a way different way. And so we go to the ITSEC conference, we volunteer at that, and I take them out there with me, and we're showing, uh, you know, high school students, middle school students on the floor around the the floor itself and all of the exhibits, but they get to play. Oh, yeah. And this is an opportunity to meet. Well, that's where I took Tyler and a couple of other people from Full Sail that were interning with me. Um, we met people from EA Games there because oh, yeah. it was a different way. <laughs> yeah. We were guiding these students through, and oh, by the way, my husband works at EA. I said, you're kidding oh, me. Oh, yeah. So it's another EA way has of a huge presence here. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Boeing, I mean, all of these places are yeah, using Lockheed. that. Yeah, Lockheed. For sure, absolutely. Mm -hmm. Lockheed Game Martin. design used to be what I was interested in like pursuing, actually, at Full Sail. Ah. I even applied and everything. I just, uh, <laughs> it's, I, a, it's, a, it's an aggressive uh, pathway for sure. I, I backed out last yeah, night. Yeah, it's I, a lot. Yeah, eventually I like, ended up sticking with film. Ah. Uh, just, <laughs> yeah, to make a long story short. <laughs> yeah. There you go. Yeah. That's... Um, 
Well, uh, okay, I'm going to go ahead and continue. Okay. So um, how did you get, you obviously went through the career path at Full Sail, and you started, what was your first job at Full Sail? My first job at Full Sail was I was a lab instructor uh, in the audio post-production department. That's interesting. And I worked from 9 p.m. to 9 a.m. Oh, wow. Every day for about mm. a year and a half. And this was before the internet. I'm going to date myself. Goodings it's was the only old. grocery store. <laughs> I remember Goodings. Yeah, I remember that we one. We had no Chick-fil-A, which was like uh, so awful. It was yeah. like unbelievable. So, uh, yeah, so I went through. I was a lab instructor there. Then I took over that course. Then I migrated on to general education. I was the program uh, leader in that. And then I worked in leading uh, with a bunch of group of wonderful faculty in the media arts, which was film and okay. audio and show production. Mm. And so our school was sort of in two divisions, the digital arts and the media arts. And I, and I was in the media arts and then migrated into the vice president of academic affairs. And I did that for almost 10 years. And then now I'm leading this research division. I get to work with every day. So I like the research thing. So part of the intern pursuit, and I'm going to, I didn't discuss this with you, but I'm going to add this one in. Part of the intern pursuit um, software is at the end of the internship, it's going to have my longer range goals is to have machine learning involved oh. with it. So it's gathering all of the data from the um, assessments yeah. and also the skills that the students are. So you have an analytics package. Yeah, we will. Yeah. And then be able to give that information back to the school That's so huge. they know how to huge. help pivot yeah to what the industry absolutely expectations are. yeah that i think that's the thing that i always tell people when they're building software especially in the academic world mm -hmm. is that the analytics is probably the most important thing yeah. to understand because you know no matter what a piece of software can monetarily generate information is probably the strongest thing we all need to understand oh yeah especially with learners today because learners are grown up they grow up on technology it's a native land for them so a lot of times when they're navigating or doing things it's so so instinctual to them mm -hmm. that it is not even it's their it's their native world right now and mm -hmm. so but learning with software is a very different thing how do you mm -hmm. really transfer knowledge and so you can adapt to things very well but you may and you can use facebook every day and you can use all these things facebook will age right. me as well because they yeah. don't use facebook but you know what i'm saying they, you know so things that are cool or things that are not necessarily educational mm -hmm. and uh the educational technology market is massive i mean it's billions um, and it's because people are trying to figure out how to keep learners engaged, how mm -hmm. to inspire them. Because and how we to have keep the them. shortest attention span we do. now. It's we like do. the size of a gnat. Exactly. <laughs> and then, and it's driven by our technology usage. Yes. We are taught to open 15 apps at the same time. Right. Yeah. We are taught to be multitasking uh, all the yeah. time. So when you connect that you're going to learn with it, um, a lot of times learners can't explain. They just do, mm -hmm. when they, especially in education. So it's very hard to... I think understand what's effective in that. But analytics is very important for us to study yeah. and really understand. That's the closest way we get inside of the brain as to what's going on. It is. It is. And to talk to them. Because a lot of times, you know, the way we use something is not, I think, it's interesting when I talk to students what's impressive, what's innovative to them. And sometimes it is it is not what educators think. So it's, oh, yeah. it's that discussion all the time to understand that. Yeah. So, And we also know in the space of education, the more of your senses, and this makes perfect sense, the more of your senses you engage, the ability to see, hear, mm -hmm. you know, touch, mm -hmm. if tasting is involved, 
you know, then it actually increases that learning and it helps it to actually take place and it becomes something that is a learned behavior, not just something that's temporary. Like you take notes in the classroom and you walk out and you go, oh, two days later, I don't know what I remember <laughs> right. because right. that's just one of your skills Senses. and writing them down could have been the second type of sense, and not skill, mm -hmm. but the second sense, but the more of yourself that you're engaging in it, which is, I think, really why the move towards virtual reality. Yeah, and it virtual reality is so the new, more. it is an interesting land to go into since it's, it came into the market such with a gaming focus. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, it is going to be interesting to see how the morphs. education community morphs with it because there's a lot of questions about it. I mean, uh, it is definitely, to me, the exciting terrain when we talk about how do you bring uh, this into the home for an online learner? You know, mm -hmm. how do you bring a lab into the room? How do you bring a console? Mm -hmm. How do you bring a microphone? How do you yeah. bring these elements? Uh, so it's a very exciting, definitely exciting world that we're we're eager to get into yeah. right. because the, the future of work is w we can't even tell what the jobs are going to be no. you know they're changing what the jobs we think they are with autonomous cars that can drive we're going there may not be bus drivers anymore <laughs> there's not supposed to be actually there's not supposed to be bus drivers or people drop drones will be dropping our food off at our houses things like that but we can also see that we're going, wait a minute, the rise of robots. We we have to remember <laughs> humans first, right? Yeah. So now there's been a lot more um, emphasis on, you know, work human. That's an organization yeah. in that HR space. But there's also high tech, high touch. Oh, yeah. Making sure that we keep humanity in this mix. Correct. Yeah. I don't know. What are you guys seeing on the campus? Do you have any type of special on innovation? Campus? Like, is there any... VR or any special technology? Honestly, no. they're um, at, at least <laughs> at least I'm not I'm not exposed to any type of uh, virtual reality. Well, it isn't it isn't it's mainstream. Not, yeah, yeah, exactly. It's still in its infancy. Yeah, absolutely. Unless a friend of mine goes like, "Hey, I got the Oculus. You want to exactly. come over?" Exactly. Yeah. So if you have the Oculus Rift on and you're you're, mm -hmm. but you know, I mean, right there, you just said it. So much of it is entertainment based yeah. and driven. Um, it's going to be a while before universities figure out how to use it as right. an academic tool mm -hmm. because there are so many ways people learn. And it's also interesting with adult learners what they consider learning. You yeah, know, right. for some people, they just want a mentor. They want somebody that's going to, you know, walk with them and help them through the journey. For some people, they like the independence of going through the material. And then also what we need sometimes is not, you know, what we like is not what we need. Mm -hmm. So we all think we're visual learners, for, for instance, but some people don't learn very well that way. So it's yeah. also realizing mm -hmm. that a part of growing up in this land is taking on challenges, yep. right. right, like in internships. Um, that you may yeah. not like, but it grows you. Yeah. And that's a right. whole part of it. Yeah, the beauty of an internship is that you get to figure out what you like and what you don't like. And I spent two years, I've said this before on the show, but I spent two years after I graduated with my MBA as a grants administrator and a financial analyst oh, with wow. the Nature Conservancy. Writing. And <laughs> I realized after two years I am not a yeah, financial analyst. Yeah, you learn to edit out the things that you don't like. Yeah, but it wasn't, it wasn't enough human interaction, and I you really like realized... I'm a trainer. I'm a teacher. Yeah. Those are the things that yeah. I love. So I think that's the beauty of an internship. It allows you to see what you are very passionate about, what you think you're really good at, and then you go, wait a minute, maybe I'm not. Yeah. yeah. Internships always provide, I think, uh, depending on, I think as an intern, you need to have goals coming in. Yeah. You know, I just agree. personal goals. So mm. you understand that this may mm. not be the greatest thing I'm about to go into, but 
it is, I think, a job of the learner or the individual to say, but you know what, I'm really weak here and I want to really right. practice this. Mm-hmm. If I get the opportunity to do that, that's going to be worth it. So mm-hmm. sometimes I tell young people, you got to really understand that this is not the end Yes. In game, exactly. necessarily. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Because it's always high stakes. It's like, yeah. if I don't like this, I'm going to be devastated. I know. They think that yeah. this is the career I'm yeah. going to do forever. No. 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 The average now is 11 times someone changes their career. I wow. believe that. That's because the they're trying really? on different industries. Yeah, that's the that. new number that's out. Wow. 7 to <laughs> 11. And I think a lot of that is more of the millennials. Yeah, it's yeah. more uh, entrepreneurship, right. yeah. remote working multiple jobs that people mm-hmm. take on people will be a blogger at night but they'll do this during right, the day right. yeah. i think that the ability to, for me that's completely foreign because yeah. i've worked in the same place for 22 years so but when i'm around people they're used to that or yeah. they're, they're ready yeah. to do that they're ready to move more you know so yeah. it's it's a much different landscape I mean, yeah i definitely think could it that is. also be connected to the attention span we were talking about I earlier think that's how good. Yeah. we don't have the attention span to like stay focused on just this one exactly. job all the time I, and I think that's a good point. I also think you guys are not afraid to take on a lot of different things and be mm, okay to right. fail and recoup quicker. Mm, you know, like okay. when you go to I take agree. a degree, that used to be like, okay, I'm going to get a degree and this is what I'm going to do for the rest of my life. Uh, and, yeah. you know, I think this generation, and in, in they're multi-generations in our world, right? There's Z, there's, right. you know, all these things. But I think that they're willing to be okay to do a lot of different things. Mm-hmm. Uh, where we were taught to do one thing, get your master's in it, get your doctorate mm-hmm. in it, you become an expert. Um, but I do think that you guys are much more willing to explore. Yeah, so. uh, that, and because technology is more accessible, you yeah. can have your laptop. You know, It's not as dangerous to take those risks because you have a lot more things at your hands to yeah. explore mm-hmm. with. They can look and it believe, up book yeah. and watch videos. They yeah. can do so much. Yeah, and I believe most people nowadays, even though we the whole thing with the attention spam, I do believe that some of us at least uses the technology that we have at our disposal as a tool to diversify. Our Absolutely. So that's why, you know, Absolutely. it's more diverse. You guys are that. also strategic thinkers. You know, you guys can see like, you know, most of the students I work with and it's, you know, you both are the same way. It's like, I've got a camera. So mm-hmm. I got a phone, the I phone, got a camera, I got right. an editor. I've got a social media tool. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I've got a way to market myself right away. So there is, and I think that's the YouTube generation too. It's like, I got a channel, right? I got, I got this going. So I don't need you to give me studio time anymore. I have it. So there's a lot of freedom in that. I would say the question and the challenge I always say is, well, Mm -hmm. what are you saying with your story? Exactly. To me, the pressure of great content is even harder mm-hmm. now. Mm-hmm. You know, when you look at the money that Game of Thrones is bringing down yes. per episode, the amount and demand of great content is becoming the expectation because yeah. you can shoot yeah. anything. Yeah, but they're yeah. setting the bar way too oh, so yeah. high. Oh, yeah. Like oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I feel like, and maybe like I'm not old, old enough to like speak on this, but like, <laughs> say, can. five, six, seven years ago, you could shoot something and it would go viral in minutes and, oh yeah. my God, it's the best thing ever. Now it's like, that is, we it's garbage. That, there's yeah. higher standards on the internet, you know? It's a mm-hmm. There's also a lot of different <laughs> levels. I mean, when you have the Kardashians oh. and then you have, you know, I mean, but the expectations of, I think, um, traditional, yeah. you know, getting your, you know, putting all your miles in before you earn that. That's not that you can have superstars at 10. You can have them at five. They exi- you can, yeah, like they exist. The and thing. so, I mean, I'm shocked when I look at the downloads on like, you know, some of these America, YouTube stars. What is it? Wait. America's Got Talent? Yes. Oh, my God. It's phenomenal. Do they not get younger and and you're sitting in here and going, these people are amazing. And And then there's like some 10-year-old and you're going, 
okay, they just took the whole show. But that just like all the feeds that you announced at the beginning of your show to to you know to that find. is what a five year old is thinking about oh, now. Yeah. You of know, course. so even the things you put up on you know Facebook that you think mm-hmm. is all it's scripted. People get it. I mean, so. Yeah. You know, I, I just think that the, where the backlash may happen is people are going to demand a lot in terms of what they're receiving in right. content. I believe because it's this overload noise. of content that we receive. Yes. It's, you know, it's going to be, be quality. Bad, but at the same time, yeah, we're going to be demanding more quality Absolutely. as opposed to quantity. I agree. And that's when it gets harder because you have a lot of things out. <laughs> yeah. But then they're like, yeah, that you, you can do anything, but it's a good. It's a, what would be your favorite time. show on TV oh, right, right now? right now, Mr. Robot. Mr. Because Robot. Because the quality of that show You like is the third super. season? Yes. Okay. Amazing. Well, the first season episode. blew me away. So I'm like, I was locked into him. I was locked into my whole thing with Mr. Robot is how many times can you do? I've yet to see it. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> but the quality of that show the quality is, is unbelievable. Well, and that's it's USA. Something. Yeah. It's that's actually, USA. So yeah. I mean, USA has that content. A and E has that content. Yeah. HBO has that content. It's not do, just feature film. Right. You know, when you were a young film student, you wanted to be George Lucas. Mm-hmm. That was your height, right? I mean, I'm just saying, yeah. well, with whoever. Bellini, right. yeah, yeah, pick yeah. whoever you want. But, I mean, now it is, TV is, is just as competitive. Mm-hmm. You know, YouTube is just as and competitive. YouTube, the numbers on YouTube, the oh, amount of views. It's the biggest place in the get, world right now. I saw somebody compare uh, Shane Dawson's, I don't know if you, yep. uh, his latest, his oh, documentary yeah. series to the numbers that American Idol it's was getting. It's unbelievable. And really? uh, Shane Dawson had almost the same amount of views as American Idol. Well, no Idol. production, too. I mean, you're not yeah, even yeah. paying. It's crazy what you can do with it. Absolutely. And, and that's your world. Your yeah. world is not scared of that. Our world would say, I need hair and makeup, I need, you know, 15 writers. We look at it, you know, a much different world. So I get it. It's exciting, though. It is. It is is exciting. Well, let's see. I'm looking over here. You're looking at my questions. I'm going all over the place. No, that's okay. That's the purpose of the show. We we like it to (laughs) be a meandering conversation. I want to make sure that uh, I didn't miss something. So what did you learn from your internships? (laughs) Yeah, because I know we talked about that before the show. Yeah. Yeah. I learned, you know, uh, internships were expected. I didn't have any, yeah. like, you know, I'm I'm always amazed sometimes when I'm dealing with individuals that think internships are not required. They are really in the inter- entertainment world. Mm-hmm. So I just expected I was going to be poor for a year yeah. and, you know, I was going to live on yeah. people's couches and I was going to just, that was sort of my life. I was expecting that. And I... And it delivered. I mean, I definitely got that. Um, I was lucky uh, that I had a really good group of friends that I grew up with at Full Sail, too. So we all, like, had one car, and we drove together. And But for my internship, I learned the power of detail and the power of follow-up. Whenever I walked into the production offices on the show I was working on, I would, I would um, take the trash can and I would empty it. And the people would always laugh at me, but they always remembered me mm-hmm. because I couldn't stand. Like I would go in, I'd just pick it up and then I would bring it back, you know, and they'd always call me the trash lady, which I thought was funny. But <laughs> it was something that, you know, they were always taken back that wherever I was, I left it better in terms of how it looked or how I thought things should be. Like if the console zeroed out, everything had to be in a certain way. Mm-hmm. So um, I remembered when people spoke, you know, like if they had a cold or if they mm-hmm. had a birthday and I would always follow up like, how are you feeling? Yeah. Like I always followed up on a lot of details. So I learned the power of listening and I learned the power of doing anything to get noticed in mm-hmm. terms of very good or bad, good or bad. Yeah. Good or bad. 
Because taking out trash is not something that, you know, someone that just graduated may think that mm-hmm. that's on their radar. Right. But to me, it was like, how do I how do I stand out among the 17 interns I'm with? Mm-hmm. And to me, it was always just being thoughtful in terms of and kind, kind and, and following up with a thank you card or saying this. Mm-hmm. This really meant a lot that you spent time with me. I'd always ask questions too, like, you know. What was it like? You know, I didn't assume I knew everything. I mean, I just mm-hmm. came out of school. I just was on the latest and greatest gear. Mm-hmm. I had the greatest stuff. But you walk in and things aren't as pristine as maybe the studios that I worked in. But I was always appreciative that anybody would give me their time. Mm-hmm. So I think learning that detail is quite important and also going above and beyond. I would say you're extreme. I think you are extremely relational. And I think that that is the one of the most valuable things that should be taught Um, because Gen Z, they really want to have real relationships. So they're not as interested in necessarily the the same things as millennials. Yeah. You know, and that's very, very refreshing because, you know, they pick up the phone and they do call. They do call. You know, they don't text everything. And there's a difference, too. They also want to make a difference. I think when I when I see the young films that are coming up in our area, they're talking about bigger world issues. Yeah. They're, they're wanting to make a difference. They... They've seen a lot of political dur- distress, right. <laughs> mm-hmm. and they they want a, a story to be shown that there is a lot of humanity still here, yeah. you know, and that we're not all bullies and we're not like they, there is, and I think that's why the bully movement was such a big thing with this generation was they they're they're tired of that mm-hmm. being a part, of, and they really want to change it through art, which I find happy and refreshing, nice, right? You know, yeah, so nice. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Um, the, the power of the relationship, though, I think that's the biggest thing that I really stress to people that are absolutely know, entering the workforce and with the internships, because it's always about not just who do you know, but it's also who knows you, mm-hmm. because then they're going to go, oh, my gosh. One of the things that middle school and high school kids go through is they're all trying to look the same and blend in. Mm. But when you're getting into college, you really need to be going, no, I need to be different. Right. So... This question was not on here, and I want you guys to think about it because I'm going to come back and visit it oh, in no. a minute. Oh, I love Ooh. it. Um, what is it you think, because she just shared, what is it that makes you unique and makes you stand out against all? Because that's the same with all what we're talking about on social media. Yeah. There's a lot of noise. Yeah. So there's a lot of people, and how would you go about standing out? And hers was attention to detail. I know she's extremely relational. <laughs> this is how I see her. Yeah. And she is a mover and a shaker. She, <laughs> she makes stuff happen. Mm. So I think those are three ways that um, have always impressed me the most. When oh, I you're very kind. You. Yeah. Well, I think what, you know, when you mentioned that too, Isabella, I think your passion for this whole movement in internships is, is amazing because there's a lot of factors to it. There's the mentoring side of it. There's mm-hmm. the humanity side of it. It is bringing respect because there can be a lot of things that are traps for young young people too yeah, in this world. They want to get approval. They want to do well. But you also need to put them in a system that's going to support them. And right. I think through your education efforts, that's really something I, I appreciate what you do with, especially corporate worlds that may not have that in their main Thank you. vein, right? 
Um, edu- you know, entertainment's even harder because yeah. it's so unregulated. I mean, in the corporate world, there is some structure, but in entertainment, there's a lot of entrepreneurship. There's a lot of, you got to yeah. know how to do your taxes. I mean, there's just, there's a lot of free form yeah. that can be very scary terrain for young, young people in it. You know? And it's the same with small business, not just yes. like in specific industries, but small business, solopreneurs, um, employers that might have less than 10 people, they don't have a lot of the resources. They don't have an HR right. person. They don't know what they're doing, if it's appropriate or not appropriate. Mm-hmm. And so those are the actual, that's the target market that I'm wanting to really impact. And that leads into, um, I'm announcing an Employers for Change mm. movement. So I secured that domain. I it's love going it. to be a um, eventually a nonprofit. And I wanted to have a place where the dollars that come in for people that are sponsors on the show, half of that will go into a scholarship fund Aww. so that students can apply for stipends if they're in an unpaid internship. And, uh, yeah. Yeah. So there's a definitely a social yeah. social cause to it to be able to support students in that way. Um, th- it's not just about getting the skills. You know, everybody likes to feel validated. But there's a lot of ways employers can do that. If it is unpaid, you know, feed them is one thing. I right? know that these are men. They always come in hungry. <laughs> Feeding. <laughs> yeah. Um, giving social recognition is really good. Big time. Yeah. Big that's time. That's really important. And I know that I would never be where I am without the people that sit in the room with me because they yeah. do make this easier. I could I could have to be on that side, and then they <laughs> show up here, and they're, they're consistent, and they're able to help take something off of my shoulders. And right. that's... I think the value of working with uh, a student, people think that they're more work. And I go, yeah, (laughs) initially to ramp up, but like give them a chance. And remember, somebody gave you that chance. Absolutely. I mean, I would say the best gift that you get through great interns is the perspective of what's current in the world as well. Oh, yeah. You know, one thing that I love is typically my staff is about 15 years younger to 20 years younger. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It feels like. But I mean. Their world is important to understand. Their perspective is is really important to understand, and that mm-hmm. that keeps you young. Mm-hmm. You know, that's what I agree. That's what I, I love about it. Yeah. So we're going to move over to great leaders. So ah. who are your great leaders that have inspired you? And it can be in an invasion or just in general. In general, it can be your parents. Ah. It can be people you know. It can be people famous. Professional, yeah. family, dead. professional. Just There's no limits. To whoever this. you know. Well, I would say, and and uh, Isis Jones, who is my my boss and has been my my boss for 22 years. Um, I'm incredibly in awe of I worked with I've worked with a female and a female in technology she wrote our digital media school uh, so it's been amazing to be with a boss that you admire mm-hmm. and also are inspired by mm-hmm. and I can say that I mean it's it's interesting some people fear their boss mm-hmm. but I'm, I'm always excited to have amazing talks mm-hmm. you know and and really have she's always championed my work and I think that's important, too. I think she believes sometimes in my research more than I do sometimes. Oh. So she's an amazing, um, amazing woman. I'm very fortunate to, to be able to work. She's our CIO, Chief Information Officer. And then um, I would say my father. I know that's going to sound. No, uh, I was expecting was that one. He's all over my Facebook. Yeah. Uh, but my father taught me intellectual curiosity. And I think that what keeps me driven in my life is curiosity. And I love, uh, I'm very passionate about uh, creatives and how they learn. I think a lot of times artistic people get written off for being chaotic or not organized or not having 
a vision sometimes, and I love the fact that they just learn differently. Oh, yeah. They see in pictures. They Yeah, yeah or they just they cut through a lot of chaos quickly, and they just want to do what they want to do, yeah. which Contro- I think is... Controlled yeah. chaos. They yeah. do. They like mm-hmm. controlled chaos. So I, I love young creatives and how they think, and, and also I think that they have to have untraditional methods to educate them. And to respect what they can contribute. And I think that that's certainly what Full Sail does. Um, and I would say that uh, if I had to think of another individual that I'm incredibly... And being an innovation, there are typical ones that people will pick, right? They'll pick Steve Jobs. Mm-hmm. They'll pick Elon Musk. Mm-hmm. They'll pick Tesla's another good one, right? There's a lot yeah, of historical right. people. Uh, but I would say Jim Henson um, oh, is a very, very big uh, inspirational person to me because... Um, there are a lot of stories of why he picked, you know, when you look at the puppets that he picked, they were not color, you know, there was, they were all different colors. They weren't black or white or they were purple and they were yellow and they were green because he saw people beyond. There are a lot of beautiful stories about how Jim Henson honored children and wanted them to really be respected. And I had the opportunity to work for their production company and what I was always blown away by was how respectful they were for kids, that kids were intelligent, they were, they had little minds that needed to be developed, and they were, you know, and he really honored that with mm-hmm. kids. And he talked about tough things with kids, and he wasn't afraid with that, very much like, if you haven't seen, because you guys are filming people, the Mr. Rogers documentary. Oh my gosh. It's amazing. Amazing to me. He's another person that I would say is awesome. But Jim Henson, if you haven't read his autobiography, it's the same gentleman who wrote the autobiography for Steve Jobs. It's amazing. It's very comprehensive. But he had amazing journeys with Dark Crystal and, uh, you know, a lot of the the films that he produced and just unbelievable. So Mm. those are interesting people. Not ever heard Jim Henson. We've had a lot Ah! of other people come in with sometimes repeating the same people like, um, Oh, I can't even think of them right now. But well, she never just mentioned mind. Elon Musk yeah. was the one. That, Elon yeah, Musk is usually re- mentioned. Yeah, mm-hmm. and then I think what he does is incredible. But I, I also think that innovation gets locked into technology and enterprise so much. And I do think innovation is really rooted in thinking and how we think about things. And so I think that, you know, Tim Burton is an innovator. I oh, think, yeah. uh, you know, I mean, I look at his worlds and i like, how does he even think of these things? Mm-hmm. And the whole reason I came to Full Sail was Nightmare Before Christmas. Oh, well. uh, <laughs> and so I, I was addicted to his work and I thought, how does anyone comprehensively, but J.K. Rowling, yeah. you know, I mean, Harry Potter changed a generation of reading. And those are innovators for me. I mean, Elon is brilliant. I think you can, uh, you know, say he's a genius, mm-hmm. but I don't yeah. know. Sometimes I think innovation also roots on how you change people to think of the world. Mm-hmm. And right. so, yeah. I would agree with that. Yep, definitely. Um, wild card conversations. This is where we get to talk about any topic <laughs> you like. But before we go to that one, okay. um, I'm coming back to you guys. Yes. So, oh no. Yeah. <laughs> so, w- what is your unique? Or the most uh, special thing about yourselves? Well, do you want to go first? Or oh, no, no, no. I, okay, ah. so I can let you first. <laughs> so don't, don't pass it on. He's obviously gracious. Oh, yeah. I, <laughs> Considerate. I don't know about the most unique or special thing about me, but I overthink a lot. Mm. I'm a huge overthinker. I think too much of like whatever decision I'm about to make, I will think about it 50 times before, before I go through with it. So... I always try to see all sides of the picture before making That's my decision. That's a good thing. Yeah. It can be a good and bad thing because sure. sometimes it'll, it'll hinder me, it'll slow me down, uh, or it'll just make me um, question myself. 
mm-hmm. and not be confident in my decisions just because I question everything. Right. And then, but before I decided on doing anything or interacting with anyone, I'll... I don't like making judgments about any given situation or person before mm-hmm. I have the full picture. So I'll try to, like I said, look at every possible... So open Yeah, every side of the coin before I make my judgment or make my decision. He could be a really good judge. I was about to say, <laughs> open-minded. <laughs> Are, do you consider um, yourself a perfectionist? No. Okay. Because if you're I, an overthinker and a perfectionist, it can be a double whammy sometimes because so you can be paralyzed. I don't think I'm a perfectionist, okay. but I do. When it comes to like creative stuff, I do always see room for improvement. Okay. So I don't know if that ties oh. into being a perfectionist. It's just I always, at least with creative stuff, I always see like stuff that I'm involved with. Like, oh, I, they can be better. It's not good enough. It, I think you know, that's realistic. A, so you have a good critical eye. You can assess maybe inter- <laughs> interpersonal and intrapersonal skills. Yeah, uh, all those things are important. Uh, maybe um, <laughs> I'm, I'm not. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'm not entirely sure, but you know, that's he's <laughs> figuring that out. That's yeah. okay. I love I'm it. Still, yeah, I'm trying all to figure right. things out, get my footing. <laughs> so now we turn it over to Abby. Well, um, I believe that I'm a realist in most situations, and most people would be like, "Well, that's that can be a good or a bad thing." But I believe in analyzing your current situation mm-hmm. from a realistic mm. point of view. Um, most Pragmatism. people nowadays, yeah, most people nowadays they have a larger than life dream, <laughs> and mm. they just get locked in their own optimism. And oh, I'm gonna be there. It doesn't matter. I like to believe that I am gonna be there, but I also need to believe where I am now ah. and how to get there. That's nice. So whenever I'm doing something. That I'm, I'm just going to use my previous job as an example. I worked in a terrible place that shall not be named. <laughs> Speedway. Um, it, it, was, it, it was horrible. And, yeah. uh, but I actually appreciate the fact that I learned how to manage mm. very chaotic situations. Yeah. So I try to see, even if I'm dealt a very bad hand, I try to see good in it because I am going to learn something from it. Oh, that's, yeah, that's what my point was about yeah. internships sometimes exactly. is that you have to go in with the expectations that every moment you're going to learn something. Yeah, correct. Mm. And yeah. it helped, it helped me at least diversify my skills that I used to be a very shy person. Ah. And as I started getting older, I realized, you know, I just got to try things Yeah. just, you know, for the sake of it and see if I like it. Fine. If I don't, I learn something. That takes a lot like of courage that. though. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And it helps me, you know, maintain a, realistic view yeah. on life and it helps me get to my everyday and i think that helps me stand out from most people that just think that things are gonna happen for them right as opposed to just analyzing their situation and doing something about it i love that yeah. that's a very good uh life perspective, perspective to have at your yeah. age Thank yeah you. yeah very good yeah they're um a really they're a very good team together when they're they're on the show. Yeah. But they're also roommates, and they oh. know each other for a long time. Um, yeah. I mean, also our background, I guess, also, I mean, I don't want to speak for Abby, but uh, we both came from Puerto Rico after ah. the hurricane. Yeah, wow. Similar background. Yeah. So wow. I guess we just kind of have this event that, like, how are your kind families? Kind of sh- oh, they're, they're fine. They're yeah. Good for the yeah. most part. But I believe us, that event gave us a lot of perspective. Of a life, yeah. Yeah, it just kind of shaped where our lives were headed. I bet. So, yeah. I bet. Okay, so I know we're getting into the home stretch here. So okay. I know we're supposed to have about like three more minutes. All right. We can go either um, family and the value of family uh-huh. or a wild card conversation of your topic. 
Well, I'm interested in media, so I, you know, I love technology, so I love our discussion with media and what's inspiring these minds. So Mm -hmm. my wild card will be the challenge of uh, who's your favorite director? Oh, Oh, no. That's an easy one for me. You have to choose one. Go for it. it. All right, well, I have a few, but as of now, the filmmaker that's making good movies today, because, you know, Stanley Kubrick will forever be... Ah, that's my father's favorite. Yeah, amazing. 2001? Yes. What's your favorite Kubrick film? Uh, Clockwork Orange. Clockwork Orange. So good. But he is dead, and he's not making anything (laughs) So... My favorite filmmaker... Barry Lyndon would be my father's, which is really an obscure yeah, one. It is really good. It's but obscure. My favorite filmmaker working right now, I'm pretty sure you know about him, is Denis Villeneuve. Oh, he yes. directed the new Blade Runner. Oh, yeah. And that guy... Did you like the new Blade Runner? I loved it. Ah. I really did, did like you? it a lot. Uh-oh. <laughs> I, it was a little challenged by it. it I'm a purist. And that, that's what I like about that director. Every I'm film a purist. He challenges. I thought it could be probably an hour less... It, it, had, it was very gluttonous with time. I was like, how long is it going to take? Like, that's the problem I have with Tolkien as well. So I will be a disclaimer oh. about that oh. as well. I'm like, how many times are you going to walk around the mountain? I get it. So I, I am, you know, I like major, I like very fast paced kind of stuff. So, right. you know, I get it. But I, I, I thought they respected the heritage very well. No, yeah, most I did. And I like, uh, uh, was it Leto, Jared? Jared Leto. I thought she, yeah. he was interesting. He was very interesting. Yeah. yeah. That's like my favorite director right now. Every film that I've seen from him just blows my mind. And he keeps getting consistently better. Yeah. You can see his evolution from a great filmmaker to a filmmaker that will stand the test of time. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, that's my favorite director working right now. And of all time, probably Stanley Kubrick. Wow. Yeah. Diversity, but still, there's some interesting aspects yeah, to him. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. You get two minutes. Ah! Oh, I mean, well, he has a very sure answer. I don't. Um, you I, have two minutes. I, How about TV? What is there something well, that inspires you? I was just going to mention Edgar Wright, and because okay. I can't yeah. get enough of his movies, yeah. and they're also unique and different. It's just his style, man. Oh yeah. Like it's, it's so it oozes style, and I love that. And just to like quickly wrap it up, uh, Tarantino is one that's oh, just oh yeah, come on man, yeah. like nobody pulls off dialogue like that. Nobody can yeah, like yeah. recreate he, what he does. Is, do you have a favorite one? Are you the Kill Bill? Or are you Tarantino? the yeah? Who I, would, I would always say Glorious Bastards, but Glorious I think Bastards. I actually, well, he's a great actor. I'm thinking of the actor that's in it. Who is uh, Brad Pitt? Brad yes, yeah. I think yeah. the Hateful Eight. I've seen it like the most recent one, the Hateful Eight. I just I keep going back to it. Yeah. And I love it. It's, yeah. it feels like a stage play, and I love yeah. it. It's like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so. <laughs> very true. There you go. <laughs> and Isabella, you, do you have a favorite movie? Oh, we have talked about this before. Princess Bride. <gasps> Hands down. Yeah. Always uh, Princess Bride. Yeah. And there's a long story on that one. But we have to do our sponsor announcement. Yes. Abby, All you're right. up. Well, we would like to take this opportunity to thank our second sponsor, Affiliate Manager. Affiliate Manager offers a complete management service that covers all aspects of developing and optimizing an affiliate program. Not only do we provide expertise, identify high potential opportunities, and execute campaigns to maximize performance, we make it a point to require minimal work from our merchant partners. You can reach them at www.affiliatemanager.com. And thank you very much, Affiliate Manager, for sponsoring the Interim Whisper Live. All right, so we are jumping to the end of our show. Um, (laughs) I want to say thank you to Valencia College. We get to be in this great radio studio. Thank you, Q. He's the station manager. We love him very, very much. Um, We're going to be jumping into our shout-outs and also our goodbyes. So, Khalil, you're up first. Uh, Hey, Mom, if you're watching, uh, I love you. I miss you. And 
I'll see you soon. Okay. <laughs> Very good. No other shout outs. Um, not really, no. Uh, I don't. I know you have a girlfriend, and uh, she oh. never gets It was her birthday. Oh, it was her birthday. That's true, but she doesn't watch. Cause she uh, it doesn't matter. <laughs> Happy birthday, Happy birthday, Melanie. Birthday, Melanie. Uh, there you go. Love you too, and uh, I'll see you soon. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Abby. All right. It's always a uh, shout out to my friends and my family, and I actually enjoyed this conversation a lot. So, a shout out to the fools who dare to dream. Oh. I love it. Oh, look at that. Nice little quote. Yeah. You threw Very that nice. in there. All right. As no. you wish. We're going to start with a quote from as Princess Bright, right? Yeah. Uh, I would love to thank uh, all of you guys for a wonderful time and Isabel for asking me to be on the show. I'd love to thank my Full Sail family, yes. all the wonderful faculty mm-hmm. that inspires me every day and my students who challenge me and uh, who I hope and know that they'll achieve all their dreams because they're amazing people. Uh, and my father and my brother in Charleston, South Carolina, they had a storm scare the other day yeah. wow. and they wow. evaded it. So we were very, very That's blessed good. and lucky. And my amazing academic innovation team, love mm-hmm. them all dearly. Very good. And my shout outs always go to all of the people that have been with me past the present and those that move into the future with me. I love the fact that I always have these great people that get to sit across the board from me. So mm-hmm. thank you, Abby. Thank you, Khalil. Applause thank you, Jason, who's going on a cruise tomorrow. And then also thank mm-hmm. you, Matt. They make it very easy for me. But Katrina, thank you, and all of the game team and the software team, everybody out there. Anyway, so now we are going out. All right. Let's go <laughs> take us home. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, and thank you, Nancy. Thank you.